Hi, Pat. Good to see you again. Or good to hear Hi, from you again. How's the weather in D.C. these days? It is up and down and up and down. We've had snow and then 60s. Interesting. Hopefully not because of climate change. <laughs> well, we can only, uh, one can only assume at this point. <laughs> Welcome to Alter Everything and Happy Earth Month. In this episode, we're going to talk about, you guessed it, the environment. Whether it's been from the media or from activists in your communities, you might be in tune with environmental initiatives aimed to help take care of the planet and society overall. But what about from an economic standpoint? How are consumers and businesses contributing to these initiatives focused on sustainability and social justice? Our guest today is Pat Keyes, IT and Facilities Manager from Green America, a nonprofit organization based in Washington, D.C. Green America is focused on harnessing economic power to create a socially just and sustainable society. Using the Alteryx Tech for Good program that provides free or reduced Alteryx licenses for qualifying nonprofits, Pat shares how important data is in supporting the mission of Green America. Our host for this episode is our ESG and sustainability manager at Alteryx, Jennifer Ewan. You also heard her on our last episode, and she's focused on all things sustainability at Alteryx, from our corporate culture, our products, and the way we do business. Jennifer brought a great perspective to this conversation with Pat. So let's get started. I'm uh, Pat Keyes. I am the IT and facilities manager here um, for our organization here in Washington, D.C. So I am responsible for all of our network computer infrastructure, as well as everything that goes on around the physical office itself. Um, we're an environmental organization um, that is focused on greening the economy, and we take that greening to include social justice issues as well as just what people typically think of environmental issues. So we really are all about the people and the planet. Um, our organization really breaks down into three basic areas, the first being our public-facing consumer uh, side, which is our individual members, uh, where we do a lot of education and some consumer activism work. Then we have our green business network, where we do certifications um, and screenings for companies to join the network that then they get advantages of, of uh being in our network and being able to collaborate with other people in the other organizations in the Green Business Network. And then we have our Center for Sustainable Solutions, uh, which we work within industries, a lot of supply chain work and that and that sort of work to help green the economy from, from that side. Awesome. And you have been at Green America for a few years now, is that right? Um, it's been about a dozen years uh, now that I've been there. Oh my gosh. Um, yep. Getting better every day. <laughs> it's a great place to work. Yeah, and love love all the colleagues. And, you know, you found the right thing in life when you enjoy going to work every morning. Definitely. I totally agree with you on that. It's nice when the job that you're doing is something that you're passionate about personally, because it really makes the day go by faster and feel like you're really making a meaningful impact with everything you do every day. I, I couldn't imagine not working for someone that I wasn't passionate about. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I know you already shared with us Green America's mission. I know that the, it has a pretty broad focus area. Are there any big picture stats you want to share with us or a specific inspiring story that you want to tell us? Um, I'd, I'd love to bring up one of the campaigns that we recently made public called the Towards Zero Exposure Campaign. This is coming out of that third branch that I was describing of the Center for Sustainable Solutions. 
And one of the particular projects inside of that, of that center is the Clean Electronics Production Network. And one of the most recent projects from them is the Towards Zero Exposure Project, where we are working with many industry uh, leaders to try and get a lot of the most dangerous chemicals uh, removed from the production process of a lot of the electronics that are ubiquitous in society today. That's amazing. Was that campaign just recently launched? How long is it going to go for? Um, well, it's been going uh, behind the scenes for over a year now, but it's been recently made public, and we're now looking for more people to join that. Some of the original founding signatories on the project were uh, Dell, Apple, and HP, so we definitely have some of the major players in the industry um, to actually make some real movement in this one. And we do work, uh, the project does work with everybody involved in the supply chain, along with the uh, labor side, often in China in this case, and as well as the, the retail side as well from the United States and the, and, this, and the supply side from there. That's amazing. Have you been able to see any collective impact from the campaign yet, or is that something that you're going to be doing in the future? Well, the first round of the campaign has happened where we focused uh, primarily on solvents uh, as the chemicals, and we have gotten commitments from all the companies that are involved to try and remove the most deadly ones. Um, out of the supply chain to protect the workers that are involved there. Um, one of the major pieces of this project is actually the data collection of what chemicals are actually being used by all these companies. One of the interesting stories around that is, of course, all of these methods are proprietary and these companies don't want to give their competitors that are working closely with them in, in the coalition in, in a group like this. So all the data that we collect has to be anonymized and, and come out. And so uh, we use the services of, a, of, of another group that's part of our network called the Responsible Business Alliance to, to help us do that anonymization of the data as it, comes, as it comes forward. But unfortunately, the data collection itself isn't any more sophisticated right now than filling out an Excel spreadsheet. Hmm. That perfectly tees up my next question, which is, how does data come into play to help fuel Green America's mission? So obviously... It comes into play with this campaign. I know we've worked previously with you on how you use Alteryx to analyze and automate donor information. So if you could just do a deep dive into data and the importance of it at Green America. Sure. As you mentioned, data is everywhere. Whether you're a nonprofit today or, or a for-profit company, if, if you're not looking at data, then you're going to be left behind. In a lot of the nonprofit world, a lot of the data analysis comes through your membership analysis and where are your members, where's your, your revenues coming from, and, and how do you make the best gains on those and increase your revenue and so you can do better work. And thankfully, Altrex invited us uh, to be part of their internship program last summer, where uh, a few of the intern groups actually got to analyze our membership data and show us some very eye-opening results of that, of that analysis. A lot of which we knew, but perhaps not to the extent that it was that we've been able to uh, have better A-B testing when we send it out and, and sort of refine our searches and refine how we're doing member acquisition to, to help us grow our, our membership bases. Very cool. And just for context for our listeners, Pat was talking about our 2021 Next Leaders Retreat, which was part of our internship program in 2021. And during that retreat, interns were able to participate in a program called Solving It Forward, which was an intern learnathon that encouraged students to form teams and solve real-life problems faced by nonprofits such as Green America. So it sounds like, Pat, you had a really good experience with getting some solutions from our interns that really helped your 
nonprofit organization. So aside from joining our intern learnathon and participating in our solving it forward portion of the intern retreat, could you tell us a little bit more about this experience that you had working with students, um, especially students that are focused on the data science and engineering fields and what you gained from it? Uh, absolutely. It's great to uh, be able to reach out and interact with students, um, especially in this particular case where we're looking at our membership statistics and one of the glaring facts that came out of that was the aging of our membership. And so having younger people be able to infuse ideas into it and sort of give you that spark that you're looking for to get your message out to a, a different group and, and certainly diversify your donor base is, is a great opportunity. I seem to recall the the group that presented on Green America had a lot of creative solutions around like social media. They did, and we've certainly... Um, made several attempts to up our social media game since then. Yeah, and ideas like that really benefit from having, like you said, a more youthful, a youthful perspective. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the technologies that are out today just aren't things that the, you know, older generations are, are exposed to. So it's not something that they can necessarily envision the impact themselves. Awesome. The other nonprofits that we brought to the Solving It Forward retreat were, so Pat obviously was representing a sustainability nonprofit. We also had nonprofits focused on social justice, health, healthcare around the world, and then education. Did you enjoy getting to meet other colleagues from other nonprofits and have that opportunity to network? Uh, of course, especially in these days of everybody being remote in COVID, any chance to interact with colleagues of yours in person is always a welcome opportunity. The ideas that can be shared in person just casually over conversations are invaluable in, in, those, in, in those types of uh, events and situations. And I think we had a lot of fun as well because I actually had a chance to meet you there in person. So we were able to work with the Yana Cancer Comfort nonprofit organization to make blankets for terminally ill patients, which our interns helped us with. We also got to have dinner by the beach. So I think we had a really fun time. Yeah. And that's something that's really impressive and really goes a long way for the sustainability and the, the people and planet pieces. Every corporate event like that, having a, a give back opportunity and a chance for employees to actually feel that that, that opportunity to, to give back is, is extremely important. Awesome. Well, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you've been at Green America for 12 years now at this point. How has the importance of, and use of data changed at the organization since you started until today? Um, big question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, data is so much more abundant now that what is able to be analyzed is is so much more available than what we've had in the past. You know, 12 years ago, you were basically working with names and addresses and, you know, most things were being done by snail mail. And so your analysis could often take weeks to months to actually get the full analysis of that data where now with email clicks and online donations and those sorts of things, you have such a more instant feedback that the ability to capture those instant trends and act on them is much more vital into maintaining your organization today than it was a decade ago. Definitely. I feel like it's 
data is so pervasive today. So you really have to you have to take a step back and really try to understand what the data is telling you in order to be able to operationalize and, and act on it. The other piece that I would have on that is the potential for data overload is greater now than it ever has been. There's so much data available that you can waste a lot of your time going down that rabbit hole that doesn't produce you any good results. Mm -hmm. Besides the donor information um, renewals that we were talking about earlier, are there any other major sources of data that Green America has to comb through like on a repetitive basis? Programmatically, basically on any campaign that we have, they all involve data at some point, even if you're looking at, you know, recycling rates or energy consumption or any any programmatic work that I can think of is going to have some kind of data element to it, whether it's a, a large siphoning through data or, or, or a small sort. There's always going to be a data comparison in any project that, that you take on in this day and age, mm -hmm. regardless of the industry you're in. Mm -hmm. Yep, that makes sense. So Green America has produced some really amazing programs and initiatives around climate, food, finance, labor, social justice, and green living. And so we talked about the zero exposure campaign that you're working on, but can you share with us a Green America accomplishment in your 12 years there that's really blown you away? Um, a campaign we did last year on the uh, recycling front and the consumption front dealt with campaigning against CVS on a skip the slip campaign. I don't know if, uh, if you're familiar, but CVS used to have these five to six foot long receipts that you would get every time you'd shop there that we worked with them to start their digital receipt campaign and to shorten the, to lessen the amount of paper that they're using. And that was a great campaign called skip the slip that we uh, did last year. Uh, another current campaign that we have going on right now is called the climate Victory Gardens, modeled after the World War II Victory Gardens that we had, except now we're in a phase where the enemy is climate change. And we can have anyone who um, has a sustainable garden, no matter, no matter the size, can join our Climate Victory Gardens. And those are mapped throughout the, throughout the country, and you can actually go and visit other people's Climate Victory Gardens that they have available. Very cool. I feel like when I think about Green America and all of your cause areas, there's some really creative ideas. How how do these ideas come about? Um, that's driven by our staff and in, and by our programs team and what what's going on and what they see and, and where the, where they think that Green America can make the most impact with emission as broad as ours. Often the question does not come down what can we do, but it has to be what should we focus on? And so the more creative ideas you have, the more you have to choose from of, of uh, what, to, what to focus on. Great. That's really interesting to hear. Awesome. Okay. So I want to go back to the Alteryx Tech for Good program, which is what we've been talking about. So Green yeah. America is one of the nonprofit organizations that we partner with through our Tech for Good program, which is our commitment to providing free or discounted Alteryx designer licenses to any nonprofit that is working to bring positive change to their communities, the planet, and those issues that align with our corporate values. So can you tell us about how the Alteryx Tech for Good program has enabled your work? 
Uh, absolutely. So we had a very complicated system for our renewal process where we had data from several different uh, sources coming in for our monthly renewal system that then had to be manually taken and manipulated and changed and, and processed out to several sheets for several different staff to react on. What the designer platform enables us to do is to do all that data transformation in one place with one centralized workflow to where we can basically take all of those input sources, put them into the product, have our workflow pre-designed. That's again, a monthly task that is repeated every month and saves our, our staff countless hours every month to, to be able to have the automated systems to be able to process this. That's amazing. I feel like when I hear stories about what nonprofits have been able to do using our product. It's really inspiring because you know that you don't have to be stuck in Excel every month doing the same repetitive process over and over. So it really is transformative. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it frees up our staff to take those hours that they would be doing on that task and, and have them go to more and you know programmatic work that we do. Awesome. I will just drop a plug here that any nonprofit organization that's interested in joining our Tech for Good program, please go to our website and apply, and we'll drop a link in our show notes to do that. Just to close the loop on Tech for Good, what advice would you have for any other nonprofits who would benefit from the Tech for Good program? Whether you think you deal in big data or not, data analysis will help you meet your organizational goals. Get your feet wet, step in, I guess would be the, <laughs> the best advice I could give. Definitely. Simple but true. I feel like especially smaller organizations are hesitant to change the way things have always been done, but it really, you need to take that first step to see how much easier things could be by using data and technology to help you. Absolutely. It's... The efficiencies that can be gained are incredible. So I wanted to move on. I wanted to move back to the topic of sustainability. So we are recording this podcast in honor of Earth Month, which is the entire month of April. Here at Alteryx, we're running a whole month of global programming for our employees around the world to get them involved in volunteering, giving back to the communities, and learning more about sustainability practices and behaviors they can do at home to help fight climate change. Can you tell us about what makes you optimistic about the fight against climate change? What makes me optimistic about the fight against climate change? <clears throat> Good question. So one of the things that I, I look out uh, at the world today and I see the younger generation that's coming up has a has a grasp around the issue of climate change that's, that's never uh, been seen before. And they not only seem knowledgeable but willing to make the sacrifices to to reach those goals and and this generation that's coming up is is extremely inspiring especially on the climate change issue absolutely that makes me really hopeful too i see a lot of young climate advocates and activists out there really just making sure that their voice is heard and spreading the word to others because sustainability is all about making sure that we create a sustainable future for ourselves and our future generations. So it really impacts them. So I'm glad to see that they're taking a stance and really trying to make a change in their generation. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Alteryx Tech for Good program, check out our show notes at community.alteryx.com slash podcast. And be sure to spread the word to nonprofits you love in your community. Jennifer and team would be happy to chat with them.
Also, don't forget that our Inspire Conference is coming up this May in Denver, Colorado, and I would love to meet you in person. Links to register and check out the event will be on our show notes, or you can go straight to alterix.com slash inspire. Catch you next time.